Amused Boosh is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. I like the thoughts inside of you. <laughs> My name is Jen. My name is Abby. And this is Amused Boosh. Abby. Hey. We have a special guest we- in the studio with us today. Yeah. Now, to, to preface this, we have already had a nerdy session talking yeah. about Pokemon cards. Yeah, so I, I mean, feel like this is a good indicator of the type of conversation we're going to have I'm just going to say, it wasn't even just Pokemon cards. It's a trifecta, right? You got the TV show. Yeah. You got the video games. Yeah. You got the card game. Yeah. So, I mean... We the whole bonded frontier. already yeah. over our nerdy childhoods. Solid. <laughs> Ken Aponte, the executive chef of Alchemy, thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome. Oh, no problem. This is this is kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. I watch podcasts. So All right. I, I feel special. I'm like, ooh, I'm actually, you know, someone that I... Yeah, don't touch that, Ken. Don't. Oh, okay. He's very expensive. How oh, dare you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we have been trying to get you in here for quite a while now, so I'm excited that we've been able to make this happen. Um, tell us a little bit about sort of what your background is. I know that you have worked in the industry for quite some time, uh, and before we get into your current venture, I'd love to know sort of what the journey has been that has brought you here. Yeah, how did you start out as just a child trading Pokemon cards, and how did you get to chef? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I took a hit of acid back in 1920. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, 1920. Oh, my God. Really? You have great skin. Oh I just Thank cannot. You. Thank you. Um, no. So, okay, we'll go back. We'll go back way when. Yeah. So this is the first kind of things. And some of these things were reminded to me from just stories that my mother tells you, you know, when you're meeting a new friend or, you know, fiance or whatever. Your mom has tons of embarrassing. Oh, com- yeah. You know. oh, yeah. So one of the good ones was, you know, people ask you, oh, you know, when did you start, you know, did you show him how to cook and stuff? And, you know, she's always like, no, the earliest thing I can remember is that he would go to the backyard and he'd grab a whole bunch of dirt and mix it with water and like cinnamon and stuff and try to get me to taste it. Oh, <laughs> and so, that's and a I'll, step further than I ever went. And Eat I, always, it. I always called them my little potions. Yeah. Yes. And and, uh, and I would always and always try to get my mom to try them, and she'd always tell me no. <laughs> and so then I was trying to make them better. Yeah. Um, and then that's where that left. It didn't go anywhere. And I was just really little uh, when I was doing that. And then I've always been into science and building things, and uh, I'd make my own little board games and you know things like that. And then one day we were in middle school, about to go to high school, and the high schools were set up where each school had a specific thing that they were uh, adept at teaching, sure. right? Uh, you had a Garinger that was like IT and then whatever the other schools were. Well, East Mech had a culinary program. Went to sleep, woke up, and they're like, hey, I'm going to cook. And I went to that's the awesome. culinary program. And I knew, and when I woke up, I knew I was going to cook. I knew that's what I wanted to do. And then when I went there, you couldn't start cooking till the second year. So you had to like uh, prove no, the, that you really wanted it. Year. You couldn't start cooking to the third year. Wow. Right? So I was like, no, I want to cook now. Yeah. Right? And so they got me into the program early. And then uh, it just was one of those things where I just retained the information. I, I If I'm uh, invested or just curious about something, I'll retain the information with very minimal effort. So this was like one of those things where it's just like anything that was said, I could not forget it. Well, you, yeah, to, but lucky. that's passion, right? <laughs> yeah. That's I, I mean, I'm that way too about things where it's just like when I am interested in something, I am zeroed in on it, right? Like there is nothing that that's gonna like I'm gonna take that all in like a sponge. Yeah, I mean, like Pokemon, you, you I can name them all. Well, I mean, you, you cannot we'll get there. You cannot not forget anything. Anything you smell, taste, touch, or see, it's in there. Yeah, you know, it's just yeah. your ability to recall it is 
you Ooh. know, what Psychology. makes me. Oh, yeah. So, so for some reason, I've just my ability to recall food science and the things just came to me very easy. So then I went on to compete in culinary competitions and my first competition, I got a gold medal. Second That's competition, awesome. you got a so gold medal. So now you're getting reinforced <laughs> for so these things. What potion did you make for the culinary competition? Oh my God. So the first one was a sauteed salmon and orzo. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wait, can so we how old were you at this time? I was in high school. So, All right. so I don't remember. So like 16, 15-ish? We'll we'll say that. I'm okay. very, Between that, 14 and 18. Back when I was still like trying to sort out who the hell I was. I didn't know I how like old I was minute. this year for my birthday. <laughs> my wife told me how old Did I was. you find out? Okay, great. So yeah, we've she, solidified yeah, that. Yeah, she told me. Did she have to like I, look I, at your I, driver's I, license? I and... had no idea. And I think it's just from when you're, you know, just in the business and you don't get the normal weekends to separate your weeks. Either, yeah. Everything's just one day and you just, you know. So Time has I'm no very, meaning. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. So I'm, I'm well, very we, hard uh, about that kind yeah. of stuff. So. The last two years, I think we all got back to. Those were those were refunded uh, years, yeah. I think, on everyone's docket. Absolutely. Oh, oh yeah. It's a, okay. It's fantastic. Official. Well, I was worried because. Yeah. Sheesh. Well, Plus two. this year so much better. So far, it's so good. good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so you, you grew up here. Yes. That's awesome because I feel like that's rare. Yeah. We don't, we don't hear. We hear a lot, especially of folks that we've talked to before, that they're coming from other places and they want to help the food scene in Charlotte grow. But you grew up here so that you sort of had the experience of growing with it in a way. Yeah. You saw what the scene was before it became, you know, something notable. Well, yeah, in a way. I mean, I was born in Puerto Rico, came here when I was young. Gotcha. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I did grow up here, but um, I never... You know, Puerto Ricans are really proud mm-hmm. to be Puerto Ricans, and uh, I never really felt attached to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never really, like, I, I never, I cook for the science of it. I never was a big person. I never ate that much. Mm. Uh, I never fiend for a sweet. Um, I never turned on TV, saw a chef, and like, oh, I want to be like him. Uh, that is, that's not my inspiration when it comes to food. I know everybody hates me. Like, it's the worst no, ever. this is an like, awesome okay, perspective. But, <laughs> but Alton Brown, though, do you love or hate him? No, I don't. Don't even. Couldn't no pick opinion. him out of the lineup. Oh, really? I couldn't do it. The so the only chefs of note that I am aware of is Escoffier because okay. he set the rules. And I'm a huge. Um, I love rules. Ooh, oh, okay. you're uh, like right? my best friend. Can we be best friends? Because you're my people. Y'all gonna oh. play a Pokemon uh, game to the T. I, I love rules because I love using them to my advantage, manipulating. It's just a point where I'm like bending them without breaking them, but I, I like it when I have paid so much more attention to the basics and fundamentals that I'm able to excel at something because someone just overlooked it because they wanted to do the cool, flashy thing. Yeah. And it's like, you can't blow it up if you don't know how, you know, Sign, how, how right? it works, right? If you don't know what fuel needs. That's you, right. Don't, don't breathe the oxygen, you know? Don't, yeah, so. Well, Alton Brown, I grew up watching on the Food Network, and he does a, a very similar approach to food. It, from a scientific standpoint and teaching people how certain things work. And I feel like in a lot of ways, a similar way that we talk about the more you understand something, the more you can appreciate it, similar to what you're saying, the more you can can respect the rules of the land here, you can manipulate them to your advantage. Yeah. 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 And creativity can oh. be growing out of that, right? And yeah. creating really interesting new things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the creativity, I think that just belongs to the, the person. My whole family is artist. Um, cool. My mom's a painter. Uh, she she paints. She makes little uh, uh, dolls. Okay. Uh, one of my earliest nightmares was we had this <laughs> doll that would sit on this little this little African doll, and I just remember it. And it I was just I would have those uh, 
those terrors. You know when you can't scream? You're like frozen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That dog, they walking down the hall. No, no, no. It's like a shiny one. So, yeah, she would make those dolls. I mean, the dolls weren't creepy, but I was creeped out by them. Everybody loved them. They, like, they, they paid her to make them. Right. Up. Like, she'd make, like, characters of them yeah. as dolls and stuff. And then, uh, but she's a, she's a fantastic That's a painter. voodoo doll, I think. No? <laughs> is that what that is? I mean, they, they are so... Nicely nice that they could possibly be Ooh, okay. a voodoo doll right, cool. okay. if it was right. she was into that kind we'll of leave stuff. Leave her alone. You know? uh, respect. That, that wasn't that side of my family. That was my father. My father's oh. Cuban, so he was really Ooh. big into the whole brujeria and uh, oh, and, and, and that kind okay, of stuff. So well. we had chickens killed in the kitchen. Hell the yeah. Hell the yeah. And, and stuff like that. So I, I grew up with a lot of culture. Yeah. Um, but I've always been scientific minded, so that's it's kind of worked out for me because you know the culture you can't help but. To have culture exude from you, mm-hmm. no matter who you are, the first thing that you recognize from a person is culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a lot of times, people might get that mistaken for you know being racist in a way. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not recognizing you know the person for you know their color, what they're doing. I'm recognizing them because I can see their culture. Their culture is coming out. Like we have yeah. this uh, person that's Italian. And the, and so if usually for me I'm just fascinated by culture. So the first thing I'll do is I'll talk to them about their culture, and then people will be like, "Hey, well, you know, you can't do that." I'm like, "What do you mean? Yeah. This is this is this is this is amazing. This is what this we're is part of who for, we are. You know? Yeah. you know, not a lot of places get this. Yeah. Well, uh, and you said earlier that you're a very curious person, so I'm sure yeah. that lends itself to just wanting to learn about other cultures. I mean, yeah, I think it's more of uh, that one of the strongest abilities that humankind have is the ability to uh, recognize patterns hmm. and yeah. like things. So when you see something that's of a different pattern, and you're you know you're fascinated, you know whether to you know first thing that comes to mind is fighter fight or flight right yeah. and so once you realize that it's not a threat then you're just curious like oh well, you know that's interesting and so I, that's the one thing that i try to understand in myself is that i'm recognizing the culture of of someone yeah you know? and then that way i can get into it without it being like a it's being a little weird kind of thing so <laughs> yeah uh, but anyway so that comes out with it's just so happens to be that cooking is just one of the things that i get to you know that placates to science mm-hmm. going hand in hand with culture going hand in hand with you know being artistic because you know people view it that way. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, it's only because people view it that way is the reason why you can get sure. away with it. Because, yeah. I mean, you could view it as something that I'm just going to eat to, so, you know, for the sustenance and put the food in the hole and not really care about, you know, <laughs> the art of it. And then food would just be bland, right? Back in right. before they, you know, discovered spices. Uh, but somebody... I live there. We're but, not surviving anymore. We're thriving. No. Yeah. And let's take that yeah. opportunity then, where it comes. And somebody figured out that, you know, this is, you know, there's another way to experience beauty and it's not just a sculpture, but you can actually taste it. Oh, yeah. Use yeah. a different sense for it. So. Oh, you're speaking our language now, Ken. There you <laughs> go. Bring it back in. Bring it All back right. in. Yeah. All right. So take me from that first gold medal. What happened after that? Did you get, was that like a motivator to keep going? What happened to you from there? It is, uh, after that gold medal, I got another one. And then after that one, I broke my ankle. Oh, oh yeah. So I couldn't compete for the, for the, for the, uh, national or was it, was, it was state national and I forgot, or state, no, state, state, it was regional state and then national. Regional Gosh. state and, national. And, um, and I couldn't do the national one, uh, cause I broke my ankle and they wouldn't let me in the kitchen. So that, that kind of hurt. They're just not going to let you like crawl across and, the floor uh, to get what you need? I, I feel like you would have done it. I, I would have. You would have done it. Uh, but Puerto Rico won. But that's so still represent, right? Represent. It's bittersweet. That's close it's enough. bittersweet. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a motivator. It's also probably the hard, hardest thing to do. It, it's, it's, it's easy to be motivated when, you're, when people are telling you you're not good. Hmm. Like when, when someone tells you, you know, when someone, well, I had a 
very like one of the most hardest moments in my career was when uh, I was a sous chef and my executive chef he brought me in on a meeting with the district manager and he said uh, this guy is an is an embarrassment and I can't believe I ever brought him on. Whoa, that's harsh. And uh, and so from there I could have quit. Like you know any person I would not call them unrational, but somebody if you feel unwanted in a place you quit right yeah, and, and yeah. chase search for that happiness and be happy at your job, but. You know, for me, I wanted to make him eat his words mm. because I want to say I want to make him feel like I'm the best chef he's ever that's had. Right. Yeah, and, Prove uh, him wrong. Yeah. So, so that's been the hardest thing is when you know because people enjoy the food. Uh, I don't think I'd be here if they didn't. Sure, <laughs> you know, yeah. I wouldn't get the invite and stuff, and and so that's you know when I don't have that sort of direct "you suck, you're not that great." It's kind of hard to stay wanting to do something. Because mm-hmm. it's like, well, why do I need to? Why not and yeah. revel in the stay in the right. comfort you know? zone? Yeah, right? it's, it's cushy there. It's a, oh man, I'm I'm a person of science, you know. I know water flows downhill, and it's very nice just to take the easy route, you know. Yep. So use uh, expend as little energy as possible, you know. But it uh, doesn't really go hand in hand with the food with the food Climb world. Climb up the, the waterfall world. instead. This, <laughs> is yeah. that way. this is unrelated <laughs> to food, but it is related to science. So I'm going to say it because I recently read an article where you know when they're thinking about all the different. Um, states of matter on other planets. There's a new uh, study that came out that said there's a very likely chance that water has another phase of matter, and at certain pressures, it will turn into a metal. What? Which Whoa. is some crazy shit. Anyway, I like I gotta go read it again because it was a bananas. Am but I high right now? That's <laughs> no. crazy. Between the fusion reactor they put up, they made yeah. this year, and that. That's we're that, doing like, it, guys. Oh we're God, getting there. Yeah. Anyway. You know, there's little things that we still haven't figured out. I feel yeah. like there's... Well, that's... I mean, I think that's... Part of this is how much we have figured out up to this point about most of the things that we do and interact with on a day-to-day basis. We think we know so much. We have figured out, like, oh, well, little microbes cause us to be sick. Then new things come about, like this, right? Like, there, there is more. There's always going to be more. And which means, you know, Ken, what you're doing is, like, continuing to pursue different paths to be creative. And, and every time we try something new, we might discover something new. And yeah. I just love that idea, especially with food. Yeah, that kind of that kind of uh, it's one of the big things that revitalizes me in you know cooking and just in general was doing something that you've had before or or just oh I'd say oh I'd say doing I would say um, you know serving something to someone that they've had before but in a way they've never had it. Hmm. So that way you still you know they still experience that uh, that feeling of of home. Uh, yeah. I forgot what the word is. There's some uh, nostalgia, nostalgia to, it. to it, but. It's also kind of like, oh wow, this is so great. This tastes just like my grandma's cooking, but I've never seen it. It looks so nice. Give me an example. Uh, give me an example of something that you've kind of transformed. Okay, so I'll give you an example of something that I just use basic science for the to make it nicer, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the Caesar salad, right? You say Caesar salad to anybody. If you Huge go to fan. a weird restaurant, right? A restaurant that you say weird restaurant that's out of your, your scope of normality is something that you would not normally go to, mm-hmm. right? Well, that's what we'll call, we'll define that so mm-hmm. we don't, you know, people don't hate me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and then, so everyone says, oh, okay, Caesar salad, that's my safe place. I know exactly what I'm going to get every time I'm going to get it. I know the flavor, what it's going to be, that, the, that Caesar dressing has a little tang to it, mm-hmm. and it's creamy and all that stuff. Parmesan, the, the Parmesan cheese, whatever, yeah. and the, the anchovies in there. So what I did with the Caesar salad was a couple things. One, I made it without anchovies. Fair. So, Get out of there, fish. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it, I can help. Uh, I can do things for diff- with people with all sorts of dietary restrictions. Love that. Um, that's my biggest thing, and I'll get more into that. Yeah, later. we're gonna. And 
so I take the salad and then, uh, you know, I keep it the same. Other than that, it, you still get the romaine lettuce, you still get the Caesar dressing, you still get the croutons, um, and that's your salad. But the little difference is, is like when we get the lettuce, I will chiffonade the lettuce, which is a, a term for, uh, we'll just say when you roll it up, like a, like if pretend like you, you take the lettuce leaves and you peel them off and you roll it up like a like a cigar. Yeah. And then Wink. You, <laughs> like a cigar. Yes, then, we've been there. And then you shave it as finely as possible. And I like to use that uh, confetti-like lettuce. Yeah. Uh, because when you're drinking wine, what do you do when you take a sip of wine? I don't drink Swallow wine. Swallow it. <laughs> yeah, immediately, no. Uh, which is, well, what it's... Um, what you're, you know, what is said is you're supposed to do in order to appreciate the full, you know, body of the wine. You're supposed to aerate the wine, but like that. And then what you're doing is because you you uh, you taste with eighty uh, percent of your nasal cavities, right? You get mm-hmm. that's where you get all the, you know, you're not actually you're tasting with your tongue, but your tongue only gets us five, uh, you know, the bitter sweet, you can go uh, sour, yeah. but all the other things you're getting like the cinnamon and all that, you know, jasmine, whatever, yeah. even comes from your nose. And so how do you Aerate food, I'd, right? I'm not gonna have you eat. A, I'm not gonna them. eat. You know, yeah. eat a lettuce and crease the <laughs> yeah. surface area. That, exactly, you yeah. crease the surface area. Science, love it. And so I'm making the food taste better, like factually taste better. This is going to taste better to yeah. you, without doing anything to it other than manipulating how I cut oh, it. Cool, that's fascinating. And yeah. Then, and then on the croutons, I put a little bit of uh, red chili flakes on there. Oh hell yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. For the chemical capsaicin. Yes. Which makes food taste better. So you have that friend that puts hot sauce on everything. It's us, it's us, yeah. it's us. Yeah, you're not crazy. You might, you might, you oh, might, we're all crazy, but no, maybe not about might, that reason. You might be overdoing it, but you're not crazy. And, and my so, giant thing of Cholula would beg to differ. In my holster. <laughs> and so and so that doing things like that is a way that I can, you know, factually versus, you know, anecdotally or objectively saying, hey, this tastes better. Yeah. Because X, Y, and, and you know what? And it's I the just, same thing you've had. I just salad. gotta say, like, I mean, my favorite salads are chopped, super fine. So, like the original Cobb from um, the Brown Derby, mm-hmm. um, like that type of salad where it's so fine and every like item, small like, yeah, there. small. And I always you thought it was perfect just perfect bite. Yeah, I always thought it was just because now I'm not fighting with a piece of lettuce, like slapping me <laughs> on the face, <laughs> trying to get through. Dear listeners, what you can't see is Abby slapping her own face. She's actually, but they heard it as if. But they heard it. One more time for posterity. Awesome. That's right. lettuce. <laughs> Thank you for that. That is, that is Abby being lettuce. Thank you for my interpretive dance. Um, but yeah, I always like that. So, you know, it's interesting to, to now hear that there there's something behind that. Science. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You might be overdoing it, but you're not, you're not crazy. Yeah. You're not crazy. Oh, I love, I not love that statement. That you might be overdoing it. I love the acknowledgement of like, yeah. you could be. Just relax. <laughs> I mean, if the food is bad, probably dump as much Cholula on it as we can. Hell but. yeah. But if somebody's got good respect for the ingredients that they have, it sounds like, well, maybe we can calm down. Well, and that's why well, generally I try and like, you know, eat a thing as it's served to me, right? Like, yeah. I don't want to add things unless someone recommends it generally, or if it's mm. clearly devoid of salt. Right. Well, <laughs> I mean, salt. That's, that's where you get into the really weird aspects of it, right? It's like, at what point is it, you know, offensive or just how you like to eat food? Right, yeah. It's like... It's a fine line. You, you know, it's just like, oh, you, you, know, you came here to eat my food, right? Mm-hmm. But no, it's like, no, I, I cook for you guys. Mm-hmm. So what's, what's the, where's the trade-off? What are you here for? Are you here to eat the food that I make it the way I make it? Or am I here to cook for you and have you enjoy it the way you enjoy it? Ooh. That is who, an existential who, who, question. Who's the better where you, chef? Where do you fall right. on right. that line? Right. Right. Who, who's the better chef? Like who, who take, someone who takes you down a trip you've never been before or gives you the exact trip you want? Oh, are you a drug what dealer a conflict. now? <laughs> I think I need to go to this restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> We're going. Wow. So, uh, 
you know, so that's that's just a little, and and it and it varies too. Uh, I I will get requests, and I'm always a, you know, I like to be the the person that who can make them happen, but I'm also the person that doesn't want to, you know, if I say you want something done a particular way, and you're coming to the restaurant on a Saturday, and there's like 200 people eating mm. that restaurant too, and that's gonna make me take 20 minutes to do your thing, and I now I pissed off the 30 yeah. people around you because so sometimes you gotta go right, you gotta make the decisions, you know, you gotta you know. Uh, sacrifice to save yeah um ethics so mm. so i definitely yeah you know, i guess yeah you play around with it with the with yeah. the with the i guess the morality of manipulating the food kind of thing but um it's again it's, it comes down to what you're asking for so if someone right. someone so i so i kind of you know limit to the basics and we'll go into the allergies and food dietary restrictions yeah. i am almost 99.9% down to alter something if someone has a dietary restriction. Yeah. Whether they have a preference of food or not, it will depend on what the preference is, how much it impacts the dish that I made, mm. and then I'll determine if I will make that decision or not. Tell me this. I'm going to add, I'm going to give you a, a situation or like a, a list of limitations, and I would love to know just off the top of your head some things that you know would fit that, just maybe that you make in general or that are on your menu today. All right. Okay. So, vegetarian. As well as gluten free, as well as dairy free. So, so that would just be a gluten free vegan. Okay, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, that that would just because dairy. Be yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Vegans. Uh, and so, you know, for that things we have, uh, man, we have a. Okay, I can go. I can go down the cop out right. We have the hummus. You can come in and eat a sorbet and whatever. But I don't feel like that's good enough. That's not trying hard enough. Yeah. Uh, so we have like a, a cucumber um, scallops. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically this, actually this whole dish has a, has a kind of a story too. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Story. Let's, do yeah, let's talk about right. stories. Uh, so this cucumber scallop is a, it's a cucumber and it's cut to make it look like a scallop. Have you ever seen anybody, uh, at Asian restaurant cut a zucchini and they put it down at the table and they like put the knife yeah, all yeah. the way through. And yeah. So I do that with the cucumber, but I take it, uh, the, the inner and then, um, uh, seal it with salt and pepper and then I sear it real hard. And then I'll do it with, like spaghetti squash and, oh. um, uh, broccolini, tomatoes, garlic, you know, yeah. uh, it just make it, um, sort of with the spaghetti squash, it looks like a pasta dish was made from all vegetables and yes. it's, yes. it just so happens to be gluten-free and vegan. Right. Uh, I originally, that dish came up as uh, I was doing a wine dinner and a wine dinner is usually, you know, f- so many courses, usually some sort of protein or animal product has been cooked in with every course and, um, and it's paired with, uh, some sort of alcohol, right? Mm-hmm. If you're doing a tequila dinner, pair tequila, doing with wine, wine. And during this dinner, we came up to this part where I had scallops. It was a scallop course, so everybody in the room was getting scallops, and it was like 40 people. And this one lady, she told me then that she had a uh, shellfish allergy. Whoops. I strongly advise anybody going out to a wine dinner to let them know about the dietary restrictions ahead ahead of time. time. Like well in advance, yeah. That's that's not a small one, too. That's usually like... That's the one that's... Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like, hey, I've seen Mrs. Doubtfire. I know. Hey, by the way, before you serve this course right now, I'm going to die if you give it to me. That's right. (laughs) Or if any of it splashes on. Yeah, right. (laughs) So, uh, with the, but you know, it's it's it's, she's not her fault, you know, and she's bought a ticket to this event because she wants to enjoy the food with the wine like everybody else. Um, So I went. I was like, I walked to the cooler. I'm like, what? Can I do? And I bust open the cooler door and look at looking all that. He just like, chopped himself. Like he put himself <laughs> in a chopped episode. Love yeah, it. right. I got chopped essentially. <laughs> and I didn't know what it was. That's the term now, right? Um, and so I just grabbed a cucumber. Like I can make this look like a scallop. And so then I made it look like a scallop and I put it with the dish and I gave it to her. And then um, and then two things happened. One, uh, she seemed very bothered by this 
like she was on the verge of tears. Oh, no. She was, and at first I took it as like she like she distraught, but no, she was just very happy. She was oh. like, she's like, they, no one ever goes out the way. They usually just give me a salad. Aww. Like the fact that I took the time to do that, and then uh, the second thing happened was all thirty nine other people were more concerned about what she had. Yeah. The scallops. That <laughs> we they know had. what a scallop is. Right, so give me that a one. cucumber. They had a, I want a hot cucumber. Hell you know, yeah. You know so, Who doesn't? Um, <laughs> so they called me in high school. Right. <laughs> Sorry. And <laughs> <laughs> We're five years old, so it's all good. we'll get it out of our systems and, eventually. And, this is a Food Plus uh, comedy podcast. Which, which was cool, and I didn't realize till, um I went on to do this you know, venture with alchemy. Uh, I didn't realize what that did for me at that time. But I realized is that when I started cooking, that's what I did it for, right? You know, your, your mom tasting your food for the first time. They're like, oh my God, this is so good. And you're cooking your friends and family. And then you're like, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to take this career path. It's going to be like this for the rest of my life. And then you go into food and people expect things to be a certain way. Like they sit down and they order the burger and they expect it to be mid-rare. And if it's mid-medium because there's a hair over, that's what they think. Mm. I don't have to pay for it. It's not what I want to get out of here. That appreciation goes away. Mm. You know, you don't. they don't appreciate that somebody's devoted their life to cook yeah. for you. Just to, for you to walk into their place one day in hopes to feed you and you to be happy with it. Mm. And so that appreciation goes away. So doing this for people with dietary restrictions has been way more selfishly gratifying than anything else because I get what I started cooking for. Yeah. And that is to, you know, blow people away with, you know, just the sheer, like, uh, the thought process of it. And I don't have to, you know, have a $50 million restaurant in Chicago, yeah. you know, serving air to people <laughs> to do it. You know, I can, I can do that. Here it's heirloom air, food. okay. It's heirloom air, yeah, so <laughs> pasture raised, yeah, blown right. through the so, wheat. I mean, because I have some friends with dietary restrictions, and we were even planning a, a weekend with some friends with their restrictions in mind, and it's difficult, mm-hmm. right? And if we can find one or two things on the menu that they can eat, great, but that doesn't mean that that's gonna be what they're gonna want to eat, so right. having I mean, that, that ability to branch out, and frankly. I don't have many dietary restrictions, but still the food that you're talking about sounds incredible. So, And that's what I love about like seeing the menu for Alchemy is it, I think it even describes on the website, like it's plant forward, you know, it's, it's not that there aren't other options. Like if you're a super carnivore, like there, there are things for you there, but that you, you have such a unique take on, on thinking about food, not based on the standards, right? You're really branching out and being so creative. Yeah, that's, that's been probably the most awkward part about this is there's no real word which is kind of a shame right there's no real word to describe the fact that you sell vegetarian vegan and non-vegan food in the same place all thought about just as equally and caring as you know the latter so there's no place for that so it's like well what do you call it and so you call it vegetarian focus and as soon as somebody reads vegetarian who's not vegetarian they're like next exactly (laughs) we're gonna come up with a new name i'm gonna go with earthbound Earthbound. Earthbound. <laughs> so, this is artisan earthbound cuisine. It sounds like the name of the science fiction novel that you're going to write. And, next week. And, Hashtag earthbound. And the, and the odd part is, is that since, you know, vegans have taken so kindly to the restaurant and, and we sell, you know, so much vegetable forward food, you know, or let's say non-animal, you know, byproduct food. Earthbound. Is, uh, <laughs> We're using earthbound now. Um, 
is that we are able to get in really nice cuts of meat. So people who come in and they're in their ordering like the smoke, uh, the smoked hamburger with melted humble fog cheese oh, and, and, and portobello is that, mushrooms. Is that in the restaurant? Yeah. Hey, what are yeah, you so doing like, after they're, this? They're, they're like they're like super surprised. They're like, oh my god, this is the best steak I've had. And I'm like, yeah, I got it from the farmer who I cooked at his wedding, and he he his cattle are all butchered by hollow butchers. He takes really good care of his animals. I can afford that meat because I'm. Selling so much vegetables, right. so but now it's tell best me, for everyone. Let's dig into that a little bit too. Is that you know you're you're clearly sourcing some really high quality meat that that I think people are growing to expect a lot out of a lot of the places that they go. Um, do you have similar relationships with farmers for your veg and fruit? No. Okay, great. <laughs> no. Should we cut that part? <laughs> no, no, you don't have to cut that part. I mean, so so the here here's the other thing too. So okay, this is where I get nervous, right? You would. Are you cops? I just got excited. I don't know why. It feels like something important is happening. We're not cops. So, chef, uh, I say that I have a traditional French training because the first restaurant that took me in to let me work for them uh, was a French, uh, well, it wasn't a French, but they let everyone, but uh, the first actual restaurant I worked in was a three-diamond restaurant called Zebra here Mm -hmm. with uh, Jim Alexander, amazing teacher. (laughs) Cool. Uh, Amazing person outside the restaurant, but I was able to see a lot of things, uh, uh, you know, and then from there... I went to work at you know various other places. The other you know the other other plate of no- uh, the only other place of note that uh, I have is uh, Alinea. I worked at that place in Chicago mm-hmm. where like I was kind of mentioning they turn balloons into apples and give mm-hmm. people jelly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you know and then I'm a chef, so I'm just happened to be tied in this community. And I do not agree with a lot of the things that the chef community they push. Cool. Yeah, let's take. get into that. Let's yeah. do that. And, and one of the things that I don't really agree with is. Uh, at least where it is now. So a lot of movements start off with an idea that's great, and then it evolves from everybody else modifying it to their own agenda. Sure. Which is uh, the farm to fork concept. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that if I planted an orange tree in my backyard, Mm. you're going to get the best oranges in the world. (laughs) Right. You know, with my dog running around, Taking you know giant you know say it say it this is fertilizing fertilizing the tree yeah what they say yeah him 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 aggressively fertilizing the tree I'm gonna start Uh, using that anytime I have to take a shower fertilizing I need to go aggressively fertilize the toilet Georgia stop aggressively fertilizing so 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 you know that's that you know the best oranges in the world come from Florida or Valencia Spain yeah. I can't change that. I don't care how fresh my my backyard. You know, soil is soil, and and it's and it's different now than it was fifty years ago. But you know where it is. You know, half of the whole point of the reason why you pay so much for a bottle of wine is yep. for the terroir when you're getting it from. Yeah. Uh, so what the a whole, great point. I mean, for I real mean though. that's seriously so, like a missed point. So yeah, no, I don't. I'm good. I don't want your strawberries. I'll pay for those other ones and and things like that. So when I'm talking about you know getting you know food. Shouldn't necessarily be down. It could be down the street if that's what I'm going for, yeah. just to say, hey, this is a sustainable restaurant, yeah. self-sustainable. Yeah. And we're gonna. But if I'm trying to give you the best stuff that I possibly can, yeah. if if I if I cannot look you dead in the eyes, but hey, this is gonna be the best that I can do for you. Yeah. If I know it's not right. So you know, if I'm gonna get you the best, you know, uh, oysters. I'm not going to go to the Gulf of Mexico. I'm going to go to where the water's colder, yeah. where they're purging more, and it's cleaner, fresher. You know, I'm not going to, you know, St. Halibut, any kind of fish, right? Yeah. Uh, you don't go to a Krispy Kreme donut to get the the donuts they made earlier in the day. You want the ones well, coming off the fresh line now, now. Yeah, so ready now. It's 
That's a great point, though. I think, you know, we've got a lot of great seasonal produce in this area, but not all of it. Yes. Right. So mm-hmm. why why fake it if it's it, not going to be the best? And, and then the other thing, too, is we is t- what, 2022 now? Right? I don't remember something my birthday. Like it's yeah. something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Time has no meaning. But, uh, you know, if it's in the middle of December, and let's pretend like it's a cold one mm-hmm. this year coming up, and maybe we have some snow. Fingers I, crossed. And I, and I go and I get a burger. I want a tomato on it. Yeah. I yeah. don't care what season it is. That's right. Fly, fly me a out a tomato. Mealy, watery tomato no. slice on that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, want me a, I want me a greenhouse tomato. I don't yeah. really care where it's from. Just give me a tomato. Right. right. Just like the, the pissed off guy in my restaurant. Like, I don't really care how much staff you have working in the back. I want my food now. All right. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's just one of those things that, you know, that I don't really agree with. Hey, a culinary hot take. I like it. If you think or know you had COVID-19, you can be around others after 10 days since symptoms first appeared and after 24 hours with no fever without fever-reducing medication and after other symptoms have improved. If you have tested positive for COVID-19 and you had no symptoms, you can be around others 10 days after you got tested for COVID-19. To learn more, visit cdc.gov slash coronavirus. I want to come back to some of these menu items. First of all, the titles of some of these is cracking me up. But um, we got a a hot tip about mushrooms Hmm. on your menu. So one of the menu items is called Mushroom Trip. Yeah. And I'm reading uh, fried lion's mane mushrooms, black trumpet mushrooms, mushroom, uh, pronounce that word for me. Uh, Duxel. Thank you. Or Duzel. Yeah, that one. Uh, And a mushroom aioli. But talk to me about how this dish came to life and what it, you're smirking over there, so it's got to mean something. I can't wait. I've hit a nerve somehow. Yeah, the dish was a joke. <laughs> it was a joke. I put on the menu to be facetious to the you know the past restaurants I worked at. Yeah. You know where they're just like, oh, I'm gonna give you this on top of this on top of this and three ways. <laughs> Mushrooms nine it's ways. Just, yeah, it's just exactly. a pretentious dish. <laughs> yeah, and, and it was a. It's uh, the dish was purposely monochromatic, so it's just nothing but just brown and white. Oh my god, this uh, is hysterical. Um, it's it could call it could argue say black and white, but we know it's it's brown because very few items are actually black. Um, and then um, and that's what it's supposed to be. It's just this really, you know, it's an in my in my dish. yeah in my mind, it's this ugly tower of mushrooms that everything about it's mushrooms and just try to be as ridiculous as possible. And then I forgot. I made it. Yeah, and then, so it's probably so, bomb. <laughs> <and> <laughs> Whoops. Exactly. And then they had it. You and just so, sprinkle a little magic uh, on top and then suddenly. But the, the cool thing about that is that was the first dish uh, on the menu that we had that has lion's mane on it. And lion's mane is just like this new super mushroom that's like taken over. And yeah. I think I'm one of the few restaurants in Charlotte that actually sell it. I think I might be the only one that consistently has it on the mm-hmm. menu. Uh, and it's supposed to do things that like help with like you know mental cognition and you know, re- you know rebuilding brain cells and stuff. I and need so some of that. If you're a heavy drinker, <laughs> well, hey, not this week. No. It might help. It might help unparalyze some cells and and uh, or no, just revitalize them. And if you're a heavy yeah. smoker, it might help unparalyze them. And, okay. Uh, who knows? Cool. But you know. And if you're someone who doesn't like mushrooms, it might help you like mushrooms. Look at that. It might. We do. So I do have a fun. I do do that a lot with uh, with beets and uh, and mushrooms and different things where people are like, <sighs> oh, I me. hate beets. I don't like beets. I hate Brussels sprouts. I hate that. And I'm like, well. Let me 
give you beats this Try way. Try it anyway. I'm always open to have my and, mind changed. And I've have I've had had some people that said, you know what, this is I, I like it like this, but I'm I'm good on beats. And then I have some people like, oh my god, this is just is great. Yeah. I've never had it like yeah. this. Yeah, it's just like, like yeah. candy that's been buried in the dirt for thirty years to me. It, well, you <laughs> probably haven't had them. With them. I have not. See, I have and that's not the had thing well. is we need your magic on top of it. And you know, for me, like that, there was I. I will say generally, I don't like mushrooms. It's not my thing. But every time somebody says like, this is a dish worth trying, I will try it. And there was a, a restaurant in Asheville called Night Bell, um, Katie Bell's restaurant. And um, she had this this mushroom thing and it was like um, Hen of the Woods. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, very thinly sliced and beautiful. And they blew my mind. I literally, once that restaurant closed, I had to like email them and ask like, can you please give me the recipe because I want to make this again. Another dish here locally at Mizu. Um, their mushrooms blew my mind. Mm-hmm. You didn't have them when I when we went together, but I went no, another I time and had them. Of them. They were That's excellent. Cool. And so now I'm like stoked to try your mushrooms. Like the more that I have these experiences, the more excited I am to try new ways that people are, are utilizing these things. Yeah, right now uh, the best way I think we're using that particular mushroom is that we're doing a buffalo lion's mane sandwich. Uh, oh, okay, man. all right, I am here for that. And it's really good. Oh hell yeah! Uh, um, like seriously though, I haven't eaten dinner it. yet, so I don't know about you. Lion's either, mane pot pie sounds incredible. The, too. The, the, like, you know what? I forgot about that lion's mane pot pie. I don't know how I forgot it. We make it like three times a week. It is so popular. People love it, and I think they love it so much because uh, one of the interesting things I found about making like a food, the lion's mane pot pie, just it's vegan, and we, yeah. we made it vegan on purpose because it doesn't not need to be. Um, that's how good it is. And I, I say that because we're just so accustomed to, you know, butter makes everything yeah. better, bacon and all that stuff. But this is one of the, the few dishes that I put this mushroom in and it doesn't taste like it's missing chicken, you know, fucking mm. chicken pot pie. It tastes like it was meant to be Can this mushroom up. pot pie because uh, that's one of the things I hate. I don't, uh, you know, well, one of the other concepts is uh, hopefully they don't hate me for it, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, the vegans, right? It's a, it's one of the hardest dietary restrictions that I've, that I personally have had to, um, you know, work, work with. Yeah. Um, and, uh, this is, this is, I'll go out and I'll talk to my restaurant or, you know, the, the people, my patrons in my restaurant, I'll talk to them. And if, depending on how the conversation is going, I'll decide how I want to engage with them. Uh, so I, I tell this to some of them, but not all of them, depending on who I feel like can take it, who's in, who's ready for that headspace. <laughs> take but, number uh, two. But I was like the, you know. Vegan is one of the only dietary restrictions that's purely optional. Right. Like you're just doing it because either you feel like it's going to lower your carbon footprint or you feel like it makes you feel better, right. which mm-hmm. there's arguments to both, right? You have the people who are on the all meat diet, right? You have the right. guy who's eating raw meat and he's jacked, you know, <laughs> look like he's living his best life uh, all the way. For two years and then know, he dies. But. You know, uh, well, <laughs> he's still alive. So don't wish that upon him. Uh, and then all the way to, you know, the person who wants to leave a lower carbon footprint and they're eating all organic vegan stuff and they don't realize that in order for a soybean farm to be, uh, you know, organic, they have to, you know, how, how do you get a farm to be organic without animals eating your stuff? What do you do to not use pesticides and to kill uh, and, to, and to not have uh, animals kill your crops? You have to just yeah. like, mow it all down. No, I don't know. you have to kill all the animals around. Oh, oh Jesus! <laughs> so, so your crops are organic, but everything else around it is dead, so they don't eat your stuff. Oh wow! So, yeah, did so, not realize that. So yeah, they're leaving That's a right. smaller carbon footprint. But maybe? at what cost? So it's cost? all yeah. So, it's, so are they really living a smaller? So so yeah. both those things. So it's it's one of those few uh, restrictions that's purely optional, right? Mm. So then, because it's optional, 
at any point in time when I'm making something that's vegan, I always just wonder, it's like, do they really want this? Because if they did, they could just order it. Like, if I'm going to make, should I make this vegan burger taste like meat? Because if they wanted to, they could just order a hamburger. Yeah. Right. Like, nothing's stopping them, you know, unless, you know, they've been vegan for a long time and now they just, you know, it doesn't sit right. Get- I, used to, I used to dislike food that was made to, to, taste or pretend, pretend to be something pretend else. to be something that it's not and cauliflower changed my mind yeah, about this well, I love well that's that's where that full that's where that full tangent has circled around to is that i will when if i'm anytime doing something that's vegan or vegetarian i make it so it's representing whatever it is that i'm putting into it not yeah. making you miss the other thing or making yeah. you think about yeah. the other thing like it, it, it's to highlight that dish it, i made it for that particular item like the is it the Beyond Burger that they make bloody? <laughs> intentionally yeah, make it like that. Yeah, it's just something. Yeah, it's just like why? Unnecessary. That's some dystopian shit. Like, you know. It's like you, you, you cool. You made vegetables bleed. Now, you, now, <laughs> now people are gonna start. You know why Wait, would you do that? Has science gone too far? Science has gone too far there. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would you do that? You know, they didn't want they didn't want that aspect in it. That's why. So right. you just make it to right. cater to what they want. So I think that's where it comes down to just being in tune with the with the customer. Yeah. Um, have you ever had any? So, of the folks that you've had that candid conversation with, mm-hmm. what is, what's the what's your goal there? Are you asking them for permission to sort of tweak the dish, or what's your end goal out of that conversation? Um, I I like people. Um, I like talking to people. Yeah, I like the thoughts inside. Of people. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, just <laughs> that's going to be the teaser, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Oh, oh I like people. I like <laughs> inside of people. <laughs> Uh, no, it's just so sometimes I feel like I might just be completely batshit crazy, like in 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 my thought process and and just how I break things down and digest things. So I have these conversations with guests a because I'm tired. I mean, I work, you know, I'm in the kitchen. You know, with kitchen guys, you have a you know, there's a particular conversation. And it usually stays in that realm unless, unless you know, something happens. But they all just generally seem to be the same. Yeah. Uh, and I am a person who loves to, I love talking about space. I love talking about, you know, uh, you know board games, card games, uh, uh, video games. Like, I like, think that cooking is not my end all be all. Mm. It's just something that I'm doing and I happen to be good at. Yeah. You go. um, hey, that's and, my job. <laughs> and I only know this because people are telling me that. And I feel like what, you know, makes it, you know, that way, which could be the case, could not be the case, was because I don't engross myself so much with cooking. I allow other things to come in and it helps mix with the cooking. Well, that's, that's, that's identity, right? When people are so engrossed that it becomes your identity, that means that there are greater risks of threat to your identity, right? So that if someone criticizes something, it's now criticizing you because it's so much of who you are. um, And, and that can be, psychologically damaging for you but when it's one piece of a very complex human which we all should be right we should all strive to have balance um i think it's more helpful for folks and that's just me thinking back to like my psychology background right like we need balance i'm I'm glad i'm glad i i'm glad i i understand now why i don't break down when i get the review i got a review actually the other day that says uh uh, menus weird drinks or something like that it was like a one star i'm like oh yeah, who cares? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. See, you know so what? Like, we are so, so hungry for reviews. We only have five reviews right now on uh, on our media. So I thought we had like nine. I, well, we have eight ratings. Oh, ratings! But we oh, only okay. have five Dear reviews. Dear listeners, please, listeners, please visit Alchemy. Give them a great rating. <laughs> yes. and then do the same. And for then us. do the same for us. And then even if it's a bad one, like we're gonna read it live yeah, on the air. So and we'll make fun of you. Yeah. We don't need a great. Rating. I just need an honest rating. I'm, yeah. I, 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 I'd like, but you know, 
being honest is my favorite thing to do because I love it when someone when you're so honest with someone they don't think you're telling the truth. Yeah, like, yeah. Line. I'm like, no, go down there if you want to. That monster's gonna bite your head off. <laughs> well, and also feedback that that's helpful, right? Saying saying that the menu's weird, like you can't do anything with that. Well, yeah, there here there's a there's a thing on that too, right? So it's just like yeah, you know, helpful feedback is is helpful, right? That's yeah. so it's in the it's in the name, helpful feedback, I guess. Uh, or constructive criticism, mm-hmm. right? You, you can, you know, do it constructively. You can use it. But uh, if I honestly cared about what any person's opinion was, I would have asked them when I was making the menu. Right. I would have called them up and be like, hey, I'm about to put this on the, yeah. the menu. You want to taste this first? Because I really want to know what you think. <laughs> but I don't. I don't care what they think specifically about that. I care what they think about the experience that they had walking through the door from mm. like when they walk in. Was the lights too bright? Did they like the artwork? Was the, did the bathroom smell nice? Mm. How did you like the two ply toilet paper? Because I got one ply at my house. That shit's expensive. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you know that, that that kind of stuff. Like, did you enjoy yourself? Because we thought about you being comfortable. Mm-hmm. Everything from our, you know, table spread out six foot to the air, you know, scrub purifiers. I can't tell. I can't smell the difference, but it's expensive and the machine apparently kills stuff with UV <laughs> right. light. But <laughs> we don't, I don't do that for me. Like, yeah. I, I do that for the guests. So when the guests, you know, when they, when they, when they leave a review like that and it doesn't, uh, it, it's just a review in general and it doesn't encapsulate what the experience is, mm. that's, doesn't I don't really care about it because yeah. that's not my goal. Like, yeah. I don't really care what you think about the food, but if the goal, but if they left the saying, hey, the experience was bad. The you know we sat down and they they forgot about our drinks yeah. or we went in the restaurant. The, the, they didn't have any toilet paper and the bathroom was disgusting, or you know they had a loose nail on the deck and I tripped. <laughs> like that's the kind of stuff I want to know. Yeah, that's the feedback I care yeah. about because that's about your overall experience. Well, and I feel like the food. You know, you're going to notice at the end of the of the night, the tickets are going to tell you what people ordered and what they didn't. And if something's maybe not working on the menu, it's not that you're necessarily taking that feedback into account when you're creating a new item, but it might still influence whether or not something gets retired. Yeah, I mean, that's the, an assumption. Well, I, I changed that to matters. Like, there's something you do. There, you change there, it very frequently, right? The menu really, changes. Yeah, a lot. this menu it's changes. Like, yeah. If they, if they like something, I take it off. I'm like, ooh, you really like this. So I'm, I'm going to bring it back off. once a year, uh, maybe. Yeah. Chick-fil-A being closed on Sundays. That's, that's right. marketing. Leave because it like, there. It's, it's, it's a terrible feeling to have something that you like too and you have to make it 900 million times right. before and then it gets you don't ruined. like it. Yeah. And so oh, yeah, I take it off to just to refresh myself. But like, like one of the big things is... I mentioned uh, I'm from Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. So one of the items that we put on the menu when we opened was uh, tostones. Mm-hmm. And I make them to order every time. Oh, I don't like yeah. them. They can't sit in the freezer. No. They have to be the last thing. You know, you, you cut them, you fry them twice. You know, you toss yeah. them in garlic. And and, and uh, so, so, so <laughs> when we <laughs> we put that on the menu and people liked it a lot. I didn't realize how many tostones carnosaurs there were in Charlotte, but oh my god, they were, a lot. they were like they're like, "Oh my god, it's the best tostones." And I'm like, "What? They're, they're, when have they you only had... come this way." <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's the only way I've ever had them. This is my my mom made them. Oh um god. And so uh, I forgot where I was going with that, but changing the menu up. But, oh yeah, so yeah, so, not, so, not so, just I, for so guests, I take it away to too. yeah to, to keep to keep it fresh for me because because people like that, and next thing you know, I'm doing it 900 times a, yeah. a week. I'm like, I don't really like making this anymore. Good problem yeah. to have initially, and then after a while, I can see that just Monotony. sort of zapping That's, your creativity. Yeah. yeah, it's just like when your hobby becomes your job, and you're just like, eh, I don't love this anymore. Yeah, yeah. That's such a fascinating take on it because I don't. We think about things in in sales, right? Like selling something 
selling a lot of something is usually a good thing, but yeah, I could absolutely see in a, in a, a, an industry, especially with somebody with your, oh my God, I'm stumbling over the sentence (laughs) in an industry like this, with the level of passion that you're carrying into it, it's, it's as important to serve successful dishes, so to speak to patrons as it is for you to maintain your own creativity, to continue to do that year over year. It's a, it's a little, it's a little awkward, uh, when I'm, you know, let's say strategizing, let's say I strategize the the day for myself. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, okay, uh, we get to this awkward part was, uh, okay, I'm gonna have this special. This special is going to be amazing. I know everybody's going to like it. How many people do you have to come into the restaurant today? 150 people. I don't know if I want to do this special. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people are going to like it. Right. So then I have, so I have that side cause I still, I still back there and you know, I still cook. I'm not like the chef that just sits in the office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if the guys get busy and stuff like that, I'll hop on their cook, or there's always somebody who gets sick or calls out or something. Yeah. It's a restaurant. It's just right. how it is. Uh, I've done everything from washing dishes, scrubbing toilet bowls to, you know, cooking all in the same, uh, all in the same shift. Wash your hands first. Without yeah. washing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're going to get that part out. We're going to get that part out. It's seasoning. Uh, no, but the, the point is, you know, you, you do everything. So when I'm thinking about it from a, a point of view of someone who's executing that product, I'm like, oh, man, I don't do that. Ugh, it's work. You know, I got to cook all that stuff. But then I'm thinking about from, from, from somebody who's thinking about it like, ooh, you know, successful business. Like, oh, sweet. I do want to sell X amount of units of that stuff. Like, ooh, yeah. that's great. Like, yeah. We're going to do, we're going to be amazing. But at the time I'm doing it, I'm like, man, it's so <laughs> over and you know, over again. I'm a type yeah. of person that likes to make it one time and that's it. Yeah. And then when I make it that one time, it's never good enough. Mm. So if I have to make it again, I want to make it different. So when I have to make the same thing the same way, yeah, that starts to bother me. That's yeah, that zaps the creative. Yeah, because yeah, it can always get better, right? There's nothing I do that's just like, oh, it's the best you can ever have. So it's just like, well, every time, so so I kind of make it a, a point. They owners give me a little bit of. Oh, he's the bad boy of cooking in Charlotte. They they give me a little bit of slack for it because they're they're super into consistency. I'm super into inconsistent consistency. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I like... (laughs) I'll explain this. I'll go back. Uh, I don't get to talk about my ideas. Let it go. Let it go. go. It's kind of nice. I'm feeling like being lighter. But also, why didn't you bring us snacks? Mm. (laughs) Girl. We got to go visit. We got to go visit. Yeah. Um, Yeah, right? It's a a ploy. That's right. That's exactly it. uh, so if I go out to eat someplace, which is very rare, but if I do go out to eat someplace and I enjoy the food a lot and I go back to eat at that same place, my expectations already here. I already remember it being as the mm-hmm. best thing mm-hmm. I've ever had. And the problem with that is that if, it, if they make it exactly the same way, it will never be better than the first way I've had it. Yeah, mm. that's true. I mean, this it's happened impossible. to me at Disney World, Ooh. which I know sounds yeah. real dumb, but there's a French restaurant at Epcot called Paul's, and uh, they had this, like, it's a fish thing served over these two different sauces, and they have um, scales made of potatoes that are on top of it, and it was like... This sounds the, very Disney. It was so good, though. It <laughs> tasted amazing. Oh, it. it was a great piece of fish, and it was like a really well-done sauce, and so I had gone back a few years later, and I was like, I have to get that thing again. I've been lusting after it for so long, and then I was like, this is okay. Mm, yeah, because know? because they gave it to you the exact same way you had it the first time, Yeah, yeah. and and that's the problem with, with experiences and memories and stuff, so you're already starting off at a lower, your expectations are already set, so you're already disappointed when you walk through the door. Mm. So I feel that way with everything. People feel that way. They don't understand they feel that way. They don't understand it yet. They haven't been told that, where I'm just a little bit more in tune with why I'm feeling the way I feel. 
so when I make it, I always try to make it a little bit better because when I go out to eat, I want it to be better. So mm-hmm. if it's the same way that I've had it, I'm like, like I'm pretty sure it's great the first time, but right now yeah. I'm just not happy with it. Yeah. But if they put something a little bit different, I'm like, oh, that's nice. This is a discovery. It's almost um, you can almost you know make an analogy to uh, cooking in a way of the way you experience things. But apparently, uh, the more flavors that cross your palate, the happier you are eating whatever you're eating. So. So cooking in layers is a great way to achieve that where you, you know, you start off with your garlic and then you might put your onions in there and then you might, you know, do this and that. But you might cook something that you really want to make an impact in. So like say I want uh, I want this shrimp to pop when it's in this. I'm, I might cook my shrimp in a separate pan. Mm-hmm. Contrary to belief of cooking in the same pan to get the juices in there. I cook it in a separate pan, so then when I put the shrimp in there, now when you're eating it, you get all the flavors from everything that was cooked in the same pan, but every time you bite that shrimp, it's a whole new experience. You get a whole new flavor. So cooking everything separately and and building up the flavors intensely within the things you're cooking and then marrying them when you're bringing it up makes the food have more of a unique flavor so it's not the same bite every time and you're getting bored halfway through eating your your, your one-pot meal. Are there any dishes that stand out to you? That if you had to name, like, that's the best thing I've ever made. Uh, I got a couple of coolest things I've ever made. And they're always the coolest things I make the next thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. right. Uh, I made candles out of duck fat. Oh, hell cool. yeah. And I've had that uh, on the on the table. And one of the one of the courses of wine dinner, I usually do all the fancy stuff on wine dinner. So yeah. When I yeah. usually, like, let it go. Because I, I don't normally eat powders and jellies. Right, so right. it has to be an experience to make me make stuff like that. Um <laughs> We'll call it the inner linear, right? The, the inner grant. <laughs> um, the, the thing that no matter how much you try to forget, you can't, you know? Uh, you know, I did that once, and I thought that was pretty cool. I brought the food out to, to the table and told everybody that I forgot that I put sauce in their plate. Uh, but I've been heating up a, a, you know, a backup version of it in front of you guys the entire time. So they said so the candle was lit from them for the very mm-hmm. first moment. They sat down, set yeah. the obvious of the room, and then on the third course, then it had enough... Uh, you know, wax in it so they can pour it over awesome. uh, their food. Um, so I did that for one. And then this last one I did was this last Crave event that we were talking about before mm-hmm. was uh, I did, I made um, a, a painting competition. We, we, we In our restaurant, we have an art gallery. And so you walk through art and there's art all on the walls from different artists. Uh, and it's it changes you know, every couple months. So that's one of the big, you know, vibes you get used to see art. Yeah. And then, you know, you're sitting there, it's open kitchen, so hopefully you get to smell the yeah. art, you know, and then when you get to eat it, you get to taste it, you get to look at it, you get all your senses working together to give you this, you know, this great experience. Um, so I was doing a paint competition for uh, for after the meal, and we get to the dessert course, and I dropped a whole bunch of plates on the floor in the kitchen. And so I walk out there, and I was like, hey guys, we're going to have you start painting uh, first, and then, because uh, I have to, you know, scramble up <laughs> for this dessert, so I'll be back in like you know, 10, 15 minutes, just, uh, you know. Uh, and the, the, the thing was, they need to paint uh, their, uh, any picture, and uh, tag it, uh, and tag us in it, and for a paint competition for a $100 gift card. Okay. And then, uh, so we went back to the back, uh, all we had left was strawberries, so we got some strawberries, we cut it up, and, and uh, we tossed uh, some, uh, you know, hot, simple syrup on it, so mm-hmm. we macerated the, the strawberries, um, so I just explained to you what macerating was before instead of after. <laughs> uh, and then um, 
I brought out the strawberries and I said, hey, you know, sorry guys for the wait. I appreciate uh, you guys being patient and also appreciate you guys helping us uh, plate the dessert. So the actual canvas was a pound cake that I had wrapped in fondant and rice paper. And then the easel was made out of uh, cookies that I had dipped in uh, uh, tempered chocolate and molded mm-hmm. and shaved oh it down. I love that. And then the three paints were all marshmallows of different colors for different flavors. <laughs> uh, and they were the primary colors. So you can make whatever color you yeah. wanted to as you mixed it. And so then as you, however you painted it, that's what flavor profiles you got when you're eating your pound cake. <laughs> and so I guess that would be the, the coolest thing I, I've done. But it definitely was... Did you drop the plates in the back on purpose? I did. Okay. I, did. I was going to ask... Dude, that's why, I made, I that's why uh, the bosses uh, have to have a word with him once a week. <laughs> I made, I made motion. Um, They're prop, you know, uh, prop plates. But I think what this, what this exemplifies for me from our whole conversation is, is how you can have such a creative mind that combines art and science, right? That is art and science together. And, yeah. and it's just such a, an exciting and refreshing way to, to pursue food and the way that we think about food. And I just can't wait to enjoy that. And, and, know that I'm able to look forward to something new and different fairly frequently. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's that too, but it's also I have like I said, I think I said earlier is that I don't eat uh gummy bears and and powders because <laughs> yeah. uh you know, I I did that at a liquor gastronomy restaurant. Mm-hmm. And the problem with that is I grew up eating rice, beans and chicken. Mm-hmm. So I need the I need the food that I eat every day. So I had to try to, you know, figure out the marriage of it. And so the marriage of the science with the food I can eat every day was cooking for anyone who needed something changed scientifically, whether you have like an aluminum allergy, which is, you know, uh, onions, garlic, uh, things like that. And then, uh, you know, everything to a nightshade allergy, right? Just the fact that there's somebody in the building that might know of whatever ridiculous allergy that had a term that you didn't know of. And And I say ridiculous allergy not to insult the... Uh, the person, but to help the person insult the allergy, because I'm pretty sure if I ever had woke up one day and I had a nightshade allergy, I'm like, what's this ridiculous yeah. allergy yeah, I have ridiculous. now? Like this yeah. is crazy. But exactly. in, in 2022, the I, I doubt there's a single group of you know eight to ten friends that can get together and someone not have a New Year's resolution or some sort of newly found dietary restriction or you know, hey, I have high blood pressure, so I need to work X Y Z. So it's nice to go to a restaurant where you can talk to somebody mm-hmm. and not feel like uh, the worst feeling in the world is when you go out, you ask them to change something, and the server looks at you like you're crazy, right. and then they tell us it back in the kitchen, and the guy's yelling about it. And it's like, dude, what the fuck? I want right. to eat like everybody yeah. else. Right. Like, you know, the money. Well, to your point earlier, it's it's it, depending on the ask and and the reason for the ask. If it's just like, right. well, I don't like that. It's like, okay. Well, yeah. Or we, something. We want you to have the same experience everybody else is afforded. And that that feels like where the effort yeah. should go. Yeah, right? and, that, and that's where it does, and that's where it goes uh, for me. So you know, being able you know, being able to do that comfortably, saying, "Hey, you know, I I was told that I can't have any peppers, you know, tomatoes, and all that stuff," and, and having somebody in the back that says, "Hey, I know the name of that allergy," you feel more confident, yeah. you feel more relieved, you're like, feel "Okay, validated. cool, yeah. you know, this is nice." And then when you get the food and it looks just same as anybody else's, you're like, "Man, this is this is that that little extra, that little plus one." You know? that, I mean, that can that can bring people to tears in in a good way that that they feel noticed, they feel heard, they felt respected, and yeah. and again, it's like you're still honoring the intent behind it and and i think that's really impactful yeah so so we do it to the to the best that we can uh when we our first iteration of the menu we, we, we the, the first idea of it of my thought process was oh and have everybody have whatever they want as far as what kind of dietary restriction they have and it all looked the same 
that was a problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to tell the difference of food if it all looks the same. It's true. And you end up giving somebody who's vegan something who's not vegan. Right. It's like, oh, like a dot no. at the bottom yeah. of the plate. Yep. So, so, so the new, the menu design now is I purposely put things that people who are not, you know, who don't necessarily eat that way would enjoy having just the way it is. And it just so happens to fall into different restrictions. So as I'm building, I keep in mind uh, that half the menu is vegetarian, half the menu is non-vegetarian. And then from the vegetarian, I break it down into vegan because veganism is a type of vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then I break it down to, okay, so half of that is ve- vegan. And, so then, and then the people uh, who eat animal proteins, I have to break it down to this much is shellfish, this much is fish, this much is... And so I try to do that. Yeah. So it's easier to, you know... I guess cross pollinate items yeah. on the menu and and, and, really, and give anybody you know just that personal yeah touch. That's awesome. Well, yeah. well, that's such a cool approach, and I I know I'm speaking for Abby when I say I'm hungry. Uh huh. Um, but we're gonna have to visit very soon, and we'll we'll give you a heads up when we come visit. Yeah. Um, but as far as the places, and again, this is sort of how we close out every episode. But we would love to know where you love to eat in Charlotte. Like, what are the top places that are go tos for yeah, you? Yeah, you said you don't do it often, so like, yeah. make them count. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't do it often. Right now, my favorite place to eat is when my wife cooks. Oh, okay. yeah, we'll, we'll be should, over. This tonight. is like yes. serious <laughs> points. She, she, no, it's, it's, it's not a lie, and I and I. I don't ever, you know, she's, she's like, what do you want to eat? I was like, oh, you know what? I want you to cook the rice and beans. She, she, she makes uh, these butter beans. I never liked them before, but she makes them. And I like them when she makes yeah. them. So she makes rice. It's weird because she, I've never made rice in the microwave before. Okay. Yeah. But she can make a mean bowl of rice in the microwave. And I was like, well, as a Magic. chef, should I like this? Yeah. Like, is, this is this right? But it's like better than the rice I make in a pot. I'm like, get out of here. This is perfect every time. Oh, man. And then she puts some sort of seasoning on the... Yeah, that's witchcraft. That has to be, but it's working. And then she puts some sort of seasoning on the chicken, and I just... That's that's I it. That's my, that's my happy, extra love in that's it. That's my yeah. happy meal. Uh, she Aww. probably hates doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's taking some cues from you, like, oh, you liked it? Never again. Yeah, yeah. 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 never like, again. She's like, oh, this is the reason why we can't well, go out to eat because you like my recipe, mm. you like my food now. Oh, great. The menu's changed. Sorry, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's seasonal. So, uh, so, but as far as like going out to eat at a restaurant, see the last. Uh, a legitimate restaurant. So Taco Bell is my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Noah, you're not alone in that. Like, We've got like, a lot of folks on those. Taco Bell is just... Yeah. They, whatever, what do you get? What are you going to show Whatever they're doing, then you keep doing What do you get? It, it doesn't... It kind of doesn't matter. It's all the same thing. Just, it's all the same. Just yeah. called something different. It's but, true. Uh, that is not uh, incorrect. But, but the, the way they combine mm. these three ingredients <laughs> <laughs> this particular way, it's, it's amazing. It's the sawdust it, that it, makes it extra good. The cheesy gordita crunch. Oh, hell It's just... <laughs> I remember the Taco Bell dog singing it, <laughs> and he was like, "The moment you come into view." <laughs> that, that, when, he, when he said that, we haven't had a jingle in a while. I think no, that was back. perfect. Yeah, Man, more season desist, I, please. I remember. That's, I don't know what happened to that dog. But I can only imagine. He's I know probably fine. He's, he's at a farm he's upstate. A farm. He's great. He's yeah, having a great time. He's great. <laughs> he's got a hundred puppies. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And, uh, so your wife's cooking Taco Bell. Yeah, my wife's cooking Taco Bell, and then like. Uh, I, I heard there's some guys I need to try. I heard there's a. I have another. Uh, I forgot a collegiate or somebody who came from the same place you, you came from, uh, from Alinea at the counter. He works at the counter. Uh, yes, Sam Hart. Yeah, I never, never met him, uh, but I, it'd be cool to talk to him. I think I'm they would get sure along really get well. Along. <laughs> yeah. So, Very yeah, experiential. So, yeah, so yeah. I, I like to go there and eat there, but it necessarily would just be more to see him than the food. Yeah. yeah I mean, he makes that very easy to do. Yeah, um, okay. We just went, and um, let us know when you go. Maybe we'll go along. 
Yeah, yeah I'll you know, try. I, have to, I have to get a shot. But you know, at the, at the moment, you know, for me, eating it's more. It's it's you can't turn it off. It's it's work. Yeah. yeah. You know, if I'm eating something, I'm always analyzing it. Yeah, it's very hard to just turn off your brain and say food for the whole and enjoy it. True. Uh, it it does happen occasionally, and then when it does happen, you're like, oh wow, like that's a really cool feeling. But it's kind of yeah. it's kind of muted up for me. I feel like that's anybody, right? You tell you know football player, yeah. you know, to tell them to play you know backyard football, he might be like, eh. That's why their sons are neglected. <laughs> right? Wow. Dark turn. Dark turn. Anyway, on that note, yeah. this has been an absolute joy. Ken Aponte from Alchemy, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Cannot wait to try the lion's mane. Oh, uh, I can't wait to try everything. I know. And we, it won't be there when we go because we've been talking about it. We'll he's be, already made a mental note yeah, to move he's it. he's zapping the menu tomorrow morning. <laughs> Before the Noted. clock strikes Noted. 12. <laughs> I'm going to get in my car right now. <laughs> for this here batch, my name is Jen. My name's Abby. And this has been... Amused Bush. Queen City Podcast Network.com.